Hi, welcome to our broad podcast. This is Isabel, Roxana, and Maria. This podcast is for everyone who's interested in stepping out of their comfort zone, and this is what we wish we knew when going abroad. Hi everyone, I'm back uh, with another episode. Say uh, hi to Rebecca. Hi. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you. Um, well, I'm 20 years old. Uh, I'm German, but um, uh, I grew up partially in the UK as well. Yeah, I spent some time abroad for a long period in France and I, am, I now study in the Netherlands. The reason why I grew up in like the UK and Germany is because partially of my mum because she's half British and that's why we've always kind of migrated there a little bit. And then also because of the job of my dad, he works as a software engineer and his company works closely with a company that's based near Bristol. And then that's the reason why we spent some time living near Bristol. Nice. Um, yeah, that's generally <laughs> a very short version, but yeah. Right. So uh, how was it for you to live within like those two countries? I guess you will go back and forward sometimes. Like Yeah, exactly. Here. We didn't really stay in one place for like a very long time so we were in the UK for a year then we were back in Germany for like three years then back to the UK so um, in terms of friends that was always quite difficult because I just sort of settled in one place and then mm. left again kind of tried to keep the friendships I had before going but that's always difficult obviously when you're not there where your friends are as much But um, overall, I think it was like, it was really cool because I now have friends like everywhere, mm. which I think is really nice because then I can always go visit people and stuff. Um, but we do go back to the UK regularly because at the moment we're like, my family's based in Germany. Um, we go for like summer, sometimes for the Easter holidays over Christmas. We do still have family over there as well. Um, So in I think like in general it was I was like looking back I think it was really cool that I was able to do that but I remember at the time I always used to like really hate it when we had to go back and I was like trying to convince my parents that I could stay by myself at some point as well wherever we were because I was just like so fed up having to go back and forth all the time but yeah In the end, uh, I'm just happy that I was able to, you know, have uh, all these possibilities and mm. experience everything in like both countries because at that, like, kind of, I had the best of both worlds. At mm. sort, of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, um, <laughs> for example, uh, I moved to the UK in when I was 15 and that was I was going to year 11 of secondary school and of course at the end of year 11 everyone takes their GCSEs and mm -hmm. I didn't do like year 9 year 10 I was in Germany for that bit so I had to go into year 11 and start doing my GCSEs at in like in year 11 catch up on all the work do the coursework for all the subjects and basically like do three years of a course in like one year and that was wow. that was tough but I did do it in the end 
but my, or like I was at quite a good school and the teachers were like amazing and they all really helped me and were like okay so now let's do this and I had like my geography teacher she was honestly like my favorite teacher ever she would meet with me after school to like go through everything she helped me massively with my coursework and I think like if it weren't for her and like a lot of other people I wouldn't have been able to do it but they were massively supportive so yeah but it was still still hard because yeah I could imagine it's a three-year course to do in like one year and I was like 16 or something so yeah I didn't really like know what was going on half the time yeah because I don't know how different is um the UK academic style to the German academic style yeah yeah it is quite different um so in the UK you have GCSEs but in Germany you have something similar but um where you take an exam at like the age of 16 Mm. but most people just um do that and then either go on to do an apprenticeship or go on to do like A levels and that depends on the school you go into after primary school because in Germany you will have like three levels you can go into which is like Hauptschule mm. which is like the lowest then um like Gesamtschule which is like oh no, Realschule which is like the middle and then Gymnasium which is the highest it's like the sets in the UK school system mm. and I was in the highest like um school level whatever you want to call it and there we don't do exams at the age of 16 we just have a levels oh so, okay uh i was would if i had been in germany i would have just gone into like a normal school year that was just like any school year you do your exams during the year mm. and then go into the next and instead i just like did the gcse's in germany in the uk <laughs> Wow. I feel like in Germany you have to choose really early, like depending on your grades, they tell you like which area you're gonna go. Well, um you can always like move up in the sets Hmm. levels. Um, but like when you're I think like after year four, so like when you're like ten, because it's year five in the equivalent to year five in the UK, I think. When you're like 10 you get put into like the sets mm. but it's still like kept very general all throughout your up until your a levels so if you do your a levels and you know you want to study then you still can study anything and it doesn't matter what subjects you took because it's kept pretty general which is i think quite good because then you don't have to decide in like in the uk at like age 13 or whatever what you want to like do for the rest of your life i feel like mm, yeah because yeah. like, you choose the subject for GCSE, you choose your subject for A-level, and then you're like, mm-hmm. okay, so you did, like, something geography-based, now you have to do a geography degree, whereas mm-hmm. in Germany, like, you keep studying all the subjects, you do, like, a really general, mm-hmm. like, exams, and then you can still study anything, it just depends on, like, your grades and stuff. Yeah, and you still have, like, your own knowledge of yeah, yeah. Of exactly. I think it's quite good because yeah in terms of that I feel like it's kind of similar here in Mexico like we do have something at the last year just at the very very last year of high school where you have to decide yeah. like you have four areas that one is like engineering and industrial stuff then one that is medical and health then one that is 
like politics and business and mm -hmm. like international relationships and that and then fourth that is like history and all the arts and humanity and stuff like that yeah. but if you go there it doesn't mean that you cannot go to any exactly. other area which really helps because you also have like more general knowledge obviously if you want to you can and it depends sometimes on the university that you're going but for example i did like product design or industrial design and i was in humanities and art so yeah it was pretty much what worked for me so as That's you said cool. that i i feel like it's very broad the broader that you are the better sometimes obviously right, right. depends on each person so now um turning changing a little bit of the subject so you said that you were back and forward and now uh, that you study like in both of them mm -hmm. like in both of the countries i mean but now you said that you are in the netherlands right yes yeah so tell us a little bit about that like are you doing your degree or you're working there or well um yeah i'm studying in the netherlands i just finished first year going to second year after the summer um the reason why i'm studying in the netherlands is basically because i live really close to the netherlands mm. and um it's closest the closest city for example is in the netherlands and um i re was really interested in going into tourism because i study tourism and in Germany, there's not a lot of schools that offer like that kind of degree. And if they are, it's usually like a private university and you have to pay like a huge amount of fees. Mm. And for those that don't know, in Germany, like, and in the Netherlands as well, like there's state universities and they're free. So you don't pay anything apart from like a small sort of, how do you say? A contribution that goes towards like the upkeeping and like your ticket which is like 300 euros per semester which is like nothing mm. um, and then the private ones they're obviously more expensive and I didn't want to like pay that when I could have it for less money somewhere mm. else and then I went to like a uh, sort of open evening kind of thing but it was like a whole weekend and went and looked at the school, really liked it, really liked the content, and then decided I would go there. Um, so it, I didn't specifically choose the Netherlands for the Netherlands. I just chose the university because of the degree um, and also because it's pretty close to home and I didn't really want to live that far away because now, for example, I can go home for the weekend when I'm in the Netherlands. It's like two hours by train so mm -hmm. i yeah that's basically the reason <laughs> yeah pretty close that's nice and yeah. in terms of like culture like what do you feel like is it similar not too similar from because it could be similar to the uk in some parts or similar to germany in some parts or completely different the three of them well um i would say from the countries i've lived in the netherlands it's definitely closest in like terms of culture to germany um people in the netherlands they're also very um sort of they like the way things are done and they have their system and that's how it works and mm. 
that's the sort of the German way. The system is the answer to everything. I feel like in Germany, that's kind of similar in Ger in the Netherlands as well. And um, the language, for example, is also quite similar. Um, as a German speaker, it's quite easy to understand Dutch mm -hmm. when you read it. Like I would be able to understand it. This like when I, when I hear people speak, I can usually understand it as well. And um, speaking is a little bit different but yeah it's also possible for um german speakers to speak dutch or learn dutch very easily and vice versa mm -hmm. obviously um but there's like a few things that are still different of course i feel like the dutch people there they are more open than the germans i would say um, and of course, the, the Netherlands, they're regarded as quite an open country. They were the first to like, one of the first at least to like legalize same-sex marriage. They have very open laws about drugs and stuff. Um, so I think that's the main difference between the Netherlands and, the, and Germany. Um, yeah, and what else do you think? I th also think that Dutch people uh um can be like more direct than german mm. people and i think that's definitely also what sets them apart from british people because british people they're always very polite, polite. <laughs> yeah they would never say anything but the dutch people like you will like find out right away if they don't like something they will say it straight to your face straight away um and at the beginning that was like a bit hard to adjust to because i wasn't really used to that because German people aren't as direct either, uh, especially also with the British background a little bit, it was hard. Um, but you get used to it. Um, yeah. It's Funny that you say that because um, I was with uh, another girl from the Netherlands and she was saying like, I know that we have the stereotype that we could be pr pretty direct, but I feel like it's kind of true and it's kind of like works well it's to everyone. For sure, true. <laughs> like Dutch people, yeah, they will tell you everything you don't want to know. <laughs> wow. But, yeah. In the end, I mean, technically it's good. Like I would rather like to know if someone liked me than them talking not like me if they rather than mm -hmm. them talk behind my back or something. But it's definitely a bit of a like shock at first. Mm. Yeah, you have to be prepared for a kind of yeah, uh, uh, heads up. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And in terms like of identity, could be your case. I don't know. Am I yeah. British? Am I German? Like in terms of culture, what are, are you feeling more identified to one? And then moving abroad or moving to another country like the Netherlands, where it is kind of similar but not that similar. What do you think in terms of identity? Really like works for well, you? Well, um, I think it, like I can definitely relate to the like identity issues. Um, I always just consider myself like half British, half German. I never really say like I'm fully that, for example, but um, mm. yeah, I don't know. I always say like I have a home in lots of different places and my heart belongs to like lots of different like countries and I would yeah sometimes I also say I just consider myself European for example because that kind mm. of I really love the the message of the EU that you know 
sticking together, uh, united in diversity, I think that's the slogan or something. And um, yeah, but I don't know. It's definitely, it's a hard question because I sometimes struggle definitely with the identity issues, but also I will always lean mostly towards let's say the identity that I'm living the most. So when I'm mm -hmm. in Germany for a longer period of time, I would consider myself more German because I also like take on mannerisms of the people around me really quickly. When I'm in the UK for a long period of time, I would consider myself more British. And yeah, so it, it really, really depends, I would say on what situation I am in but I can definitely relate to the identity issues. And in general, I always say, yeah, I'm half British, I'm half German, I'm half quarter, whatever. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. I mean, I honestly didn't actually thought about this or even consider it because yeah. I didn't have this amount of like diversity around me until I moved to the UK. and. I, everyone is like half something or a quarter something like yeah. it could be uh, like literally everything i mean it's pretty cool in my eyes because it's like yeah. oh that's nice you have like two cultures but at the same time you're kind of similar but there is sometimes that is something completely different like some have half american half japanese like <laughs> that's completely yeah, that's different i had a teacher that she was half Japanese have Mexican so that was also like wow. a big thing so I guess in terms of culture that you said like European kind of like bold it a little bit together but at the same time you have your differences and I don't know growing up with this how was for you in terms of um you said like with friends or with family or with school, like the changes, because it's something that I am really intrigued that people could be related or people wouldn't even like think about it like I did when I didn't even know about this. Yeah, I think I adjusted to it pretty quickly um, because I think at that age, you just with your friends around you, they're all such an important part of your life especially as a teenager and then you just grow into that or I just think I you grow into that really quickly and I saw that with my siblings as well they would be completely immersed with their German friends when we were in Germany completely with their British friends when they were in Germ in the UK um mm -hmm. especially like my youngest sister she would be, whenever we were in, like in Germany she would be so against speaking English she would be like oh I don't speak English anymore and she would say it in English <laughs> and then <laughs> whenever, yeah that was always so she was like I don't speak English anymore blah 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 that was always really cute she said it she was, she was like four or something and then we were back in the UK and she goes off with her friends babbling on and then whenever we came back to Germany she was always like oh I don't speak German anymore saying it in German it was really funny and then her German friends came along and she was off again babbling on in German so hmm. yeah I think that's, the that's nice yeah yeah <laughs> it's quite cool right <laughs> I am um, yeah but definitely like missing friends all the time is mm. 
played a like an important role during my childhood and um yeah that that definitely was i think the hardest part of it um but still like now like i said the beginning it's really cool yeah friends all everywhere mm. yeah like, and like i still talk to like my friends from like uk primary school i still talk to them now and i still talk to some friends from like german primary school now as well so i think that's that's pretty cool right and that's that's pretty good i mean obviously you enjoyed it and that's the best yeah. part of it <laughs> and in terms of like uh like a broad experience have you been like in working or living or studying abroad apart from it or even traveling well um apart from like the uk netherlands and germany i also did spend quite a lot of time in france um my first experience abroad by myself was actually in france i went on an exchange for three months mm. um and i lived with a family in france in Brittany and i had an exchange partner and i lived with her family went to school with her did all the activities with her and that was i think till today my most sort of like um like the biggest experience or that changed the experience that changed for me the most because for the first time i was like without seeing my family for three months and I was still quite young. I think I was 14 or something. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. And then, like, with my minimal French at that time, just, like, what I'd learned at school, uh, going into French school, I had to, like, do all the exams, participate in class, because at the end they would, like, write a report, and based on that report they would, like, decide what grade I could go back into in my German school and because I didn't like want to repeat a year I had to like do really well so they would be like okay yeah you can go on into the next year wow. without having to like catch up on the stuff I'd missed in Germany mm -hmm. and then um I did like activities with her I did like dance classes stood there at the beginning not understanding a word of what they're saying and then trying to like copy everyone's movements and stuff like that so I think like that like my French improved like immensely during those just mm. those three months because I was like totally immersed in the culture totally immersed in the language I had no choice but to speak French because most people in France aren't that great with like foreign languages like people's English isn't that great German, most no one speaks German apart from people who've learned at school and then like a free, few broken words maybe. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and uh, I had a really good relationship with my host mum. So every day when we got home from like school and activities, I'd help her like prepare dinner and we would just spend the time chatting in French about our day, what like lots of other stuff. And now I'm still like, when I look back, I'm still like amazed at how I did that. But in that situation, it comes quite naturally, actually. And you 
go around the words you don't know and you somehow figure it out how to communicate and just through that communication is like how I learned French and I think like going to a country living there being immersed mm. in the culture that's the way to learn the language like 100%, I don't know. yeah yeah how was your English before you moved to the UK did you already know a lot oh uh, well yeah I feel it helped because I learned English first before yeah. Spanish oh, like at okay. school at school they taught me first English and obviously I would speak Spanish at home with my parents yeah. and stuff like that but yeah like obviously my English was fluent per se mm. but it wasn't that uh, I had like a lot of um conjugation like very yeah. bad like very bad conjugation or I had problems with um some words especially because I don't know how it was for you if you learn French before that but for me when I learned English first I learned the English from the states and the last yeah. three years I learned English from the UK and that was a bit difficult, but then moving to the UK was like a huge thing because <laughs> I always joke about this because they teach you the correct ways to speak, like the very simple ways to speak. But in terms of like slangs, like yeah. something that they don't teach you. <laughs> so yeah, it was very difficult, I think so. it's, but yeah. you get around it. Yeah, yeah. Like I did learn French at school, but what I feel sometimes as well is like what I see a lot is they try to teach you like slang and it's mm. slang from like 30 years ago no one uses anymore and I feel like that's even worse than not teaching you any slang because you go into it and you completely embarrass yourself with I don't know yeah. some random phrase out of school <laughs> that's supposed to be slang but no yeah. one says that anymore yeah 100% like, I agree with that French, uh, our French teacher she always said come see come sa but that's mm. French that nobody ever uses so really that they taught me that one as yeah. well I had French like for five years at school it was poor it was so bad <laughs> and they said like come see come say but I always thought that it was something that they would say as a normal but yeah they clearly don't <laughs> yeah that's funny but obviously you don't know until you are there and <laughs> no, you don't no, get exactly. to like experience it all right yeah exactly so that's, that's funny and that is very impressive because you were so young at that age and you have to like literally get around and how the words worked and how you could communicate with someone else yeah. and the need of communication kind of put you in the place of well I need to learn this otherwise you're not gonna like be able to communicate or have friends or have any kind of normal conversation or anything and the fact that you move to that country and you had a chance to hang around with locals kind of get you in a better position of learning the language learning the culture or learning literally as another one in this in the in the country yeah definitely i think um it's like the i think the fact that I was still so young actually helped because everyone was like being very sort of nice and gentle protective as well they were like oh you know she's fr from Germany and then she's this age and everyone was like whoa you're so young and then they were like extra nice to me and that really 
made my experience a lot better I think and then mm. they would try to help me and all the teachers there they were also so kind like the French teacher she would give me extra exercises to do and um, so that I can improve on my French and they were all so so welcoming and I had a really good experience um, with really great people but I mean obviously uh, I also know people where it was a little bit more difficult but they like still they still got like an experience you know and mm. I always like think like even if you have an experience that's not so great like it still helps you grow it teaches you things you will still learn something and at the end of the day if it's a really really bad experience you will grow from it and in a couple of years time you will have a story to tell from it so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like obviously it like depends and uh, whatever the experience was but I was like enough to never really have but ever really have any very bad experiences and um yeah you always will have somebody around you who who looks out for you I think like yeah there is always someone <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I agree with that and I feel like as you said like even if it's a good or bad experience you learn from it and you kind of like see how things yeah. work out eventually and in terms of like taboos or stereotypes that you had and then broke or for either from any country or that someone told you did you experience any of it I think um well let me yeah so after my after I finished like my school exams my A-levels I went to France again and um I was actually working in a school and it was um, in Paris but I lived and worked in a really sort of like rough area um, and I remember at the beginning everyone was telling me like oh my gosh it's like such a bad area there's like really bad people you're gonna get robbed you're gonna get raped you cannot go out after dark and I was like whoa what the hell <laughs> Um, wow. I'm supposed to live here for like a year. I'm supposed to like go out. Um, how am I going to meet anyone? I was so freaked out. And then gradually, like, as I started to get to know the area, I was like, yeah, it's not as bad as people always say, you know. Mm. The area was dodgy. Like, you did have to be careful. But I was completely fine to go out after dark because there's there was still obviously like let's say in some good people around or whatever like mm. if, if I was at the bus stop at 11 o'clock at night and there was some dodgy guy talking to me there was always somebody else who would always who would come to me and be like come stand with me or um like I was never in the situation where I did feel very bad or scared Um, even though people told me at the beginning like oh it's a scary place oh it's dangerous and um, yeah what they said was like still true you did have to be careful it was sometimes dangerous but not as dangerous as they told and not as bad as they told 
and um, yeah, I still made my own experiences from different from what they told me would happen. Mm. But um, yeah, I mean, in the end, I think um, in those situations, like with waking stereotypes or stuff like that, those are part of the experience and, um, you know, seeing what happens after you like let's say break a stereotype or whatever also helps you learn helps you grow and makes you 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 know because mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know I feel like that's part of the experience somehow because that also helps you break down the barriers to discover mm-hmm. the culture or something you know yeah I feel like sometimes it's I think that locals are more afraid of what's going on in their own country and when you yeah. go to that country it's like really I don't feel like it's not even like the closest thing to a dodgy area or yeah. like these people are not like that or what they said or someone mentioned like I remember being yeah. in the UK and in Nottingham they were like oh no that's a dodgy area and I'd be like seriously and obviously I would be careful and I would go with <laughs> friends and sometimes would be a bit, bit dodgy and a bit, bit sketchy going just walking around yeah. and few guys following you or just um, looking, you, looking at you or whatever. But I guess it's also like the personality. Like if you're always yeah. afraid that you will always think that everything is going to be like bad or dangerous whereas in mm. if you are positive that's not gonna like be that dangerous then it will be completely it's like with the eyes that you see it like just perspective kind of thing yeah well i kind of did go into that but, experience quite like doe-eyed not really knowing what to expect as well and then the people the locals i mean I feel still like they do know best, you know, they've lived there for a long time. They mm. know the area, they know all, all the stories that have happened. And then, I don't know, let's say they take those uh, experience from having lived somewhere for 20 years mm. and put that into one phrase. And then obviously you will remember like the times something happened, times like, I don't know, someone was someone was broken into someone was assaulted Mm. or whatever and then put that into saying this area is bad when let's say out of the those 20 years i don't know there something bad happened on so and so many days and that like makes up of like 10 percent of those 20 years but they will still be dominant in those people's minds obviously as days where nothing happened and that's yeah. the same, I feel like, experiences as well. You will always remember the times something happened to mm-hmm. the times nothing happened. Because who remembers when nothing happens, you know? Yeah, 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 100%. <laughs> I'm talking about that. Like, what you reckon over all these um, years, what was your best and your worst experience on either living abroad or studying abroad? that's a really hard question i think um the best experience overall was when i like my experience living in france by myself when i was working because that was the first time i moved out from home first time i was living by myself first time having to like 
manage my own finances mm. and um I met so many great people and they were all in like a similar situation because they were colleagues they were all also the same age as me they were all starting out and we all got into this like not knowing really what we were getting ourselves into mm. we were all in that dodgy area we all made jokes about it and that sort of became our, our like thing and we are like I bonded really well with those people um and going then going from like seeing them all the time to us now all living in different places all across Germany because they were all Germans um that's I think really really weird um but I can't really pinpoint like one really bad experience because um like all my experience I would say have been generally been really good there's obviously always like little bumps in the road and stuff mm. I wouldn't like I can hardly even remember like what exactly they were because I just you know you always have bad days whether yeah. you're abroad or not. and those things can happen to you literally anywhere like I think like I lost my phone for example <laughs> and I was in the middle of Paris without a phone, with nothing. Didn't know what to do. Everything was on my phone, money. Like, yeah. I paid with the phone. I had legit nothing. I was just stood there like, nice. But, you know, that just because it happened to me abroad, that I feel like that doesn't make it a bad experience abroad because yeah. that could have totally happened here at home as yeah, well, but, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's just... It's just a bad experience that happened to happen abroad, you know, from it. So, mm. but, you know, yeah, I haven't really had any one, like, bad experience, I would say. A few, like, little things that weren't, like, great, but, you know. It's, it is what it is and happens yeah. as well <laughs> everywhere. That, that's very a very fair point as well, like, also, like, how you see it. If you want to yeah. be just pointing or focusing in of what was wrong you will forget mm -hmm. about what all the things that were really nice and you kind exactly. of enjoyed as well and if you wished you knew something before either going in an, ex an exchange or going to study to the Netherlands or people that are also like in half either identity in half anything half American half Mexican half German what would you say you wish you knew. I think um, something, especially looking back at last year when I was like, you know, I did like a year abroad thing between school and starting study. What I wish I'd known before was like to cherish the time more because it goes like so unbelievably fast and mm. then suddenly it's like gone and you're like, well, where did the time go? And sometimes I would just be like, no, I'm too tired to go out. No, I don't want to go. No, I have to, I have a long day at work tomorrow. Um, I think looking back, what I wish I'd known was definitely to, to like live in the moment more, to say yes to things more and to like cherish the moments that I have more because I lived in Paris and I took that for granted. I took for granted seeing mm. all the like incredible sights 
all the beautiful streets every day because I thought that was normal and now mm. I miss like living so much I'm like you should have like taken that more like as something special you know yeah so I 100% yeah. agree with that I feel like <laughs> when you are there sometimes you don't or we don't get to appreciate the time of being there we don't appreciate yeah, like, exactly. the like, of what's going on and or yeah. we I mean I feel like for me it was a big thing and yeah I was in the UK and I feel like sometimes it was like no whatever but some other was like you know I have to really enjoy this and I don't know for how long I will be exactly, in this yeah, country for sure. like sometimes during that time when I was living in Paris I was just standing, like, I clearly remember this one day, I was standing on the bridge with my friend, and we were looking out at this like, idyllic, like, scene you could imagine, you could see the Eiffel Tower, there was boats and everything, and mm -hmm. doing stuff, this was happening right now, because, and that was, like, at the end of the year, we were like, whoa, what's just happened, like, that's so crazy, all the things we've experienced, like, yeah. wow. And that realization moment always just hits you so late. I feel like you're like, I know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What just happened? Like for the last yeah. like ten months. <laughs> yeah, every time abroad or even at home as well, because I do not spend a lot of time back in Mexico. It's like, oh, really? Like two months, a year, five years already? Like those went by already? Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what but I feel like it also kind of the more experiences that you have abroad or at home you kind of enjoy it enjoy them more you <laughs> are more aware or of what's in your life and going on in the present yeah, but that's definitely. Cool. you said that you went abroad like for a year yeah yeah after well, my a-levels I went abroad for a year to France worked as a teacher and then after that came back to Germany and then left to study in the Netherlands yeah. wow and oh how how was that like I'm I'm a bit intrigued in terms of like teaching as well and leaving there as a well, later um, on uh it was like the teaching for sure was not easy because I was teaching at a high school I was like 18 years old and I was teaching students from like 16 to 22 um oh. yeah yeah and I was like not a full on teacher obviously I was like a teaching assistant mm -hmm. and standing um in front of this group of mostly guys because I was teaching German and it's like more common for boys to learn German and the girls they always choose Spanish I ah, know. that's weird. The boys choose that... German because of football and cars or whatever. Um, <laughs> then, and standing in front of this group of like 20 whatnot um, year old boys trying to teach them. And yeah, that was definitely challenging. But I always try to like forget about like that and just focus on teaching them and, you know, trying to make it fun and stuff because, yeah. I sometimes had situations where they would like ask me things and or say things and then you're just sit there like do I laugh now at this inappropriate comment or do I just mm. ignore it and yeah, you're you just have to laugh. Like, yeah. yeah 
Um, because if I laugh, then they get their sort of like appreciation and then they will do mm. it again, even though it actually makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, but you know, as time went on, because I was with them for such a long time, then they got to know me as well. And you know, at the beginning, there was lots of like comments and stuff that weren't appropriate, and then at the end, not as much. And I got to like talk to them properly. They got to know me properly. I got to know them properly. Um, and at the end, like I really did like all the like groups of students. They were all really cool. And I think um, what I took away from it is that they were not really given as many chances chances as they should have been because they're often like disregarded as like. Ugh, they're not gonna like achieve anything anyway they're like from low-income backgrounds languages they don't care because they're not taken very seriously in in France they're not weighted into their like grade average at the end of the year a lot they don't care about the language why do I bother that's what all the teachers always used to say because um wow yeah they they were very challenging like they in their behavior as well they were sometimes really like uh-huh. they didn't have a lot of respect but I feel like you need to invest the time and effort definitely and then they are responsive but I can also understand like as a teacher you've been doing that job for I don't know 20 odd years and keep putting effort and time into the students and then not getting anything in return can be really really disheartening so I understand the teachers that they're like fed up as well but Mm. at the same time being like they were didn't help and didn't make the situation better yeah I guess like if you they are thinking about like oh why have you been bothered the way or quality of teaching is not the best yeah yeah but overall I feel like um they were still like good students they still like did want to learn and giving them like the benefit of the doubt sometimes if they were Mm. doing silly things or whatever and just letting it pass and ignoring it was the best way to deal with it um but yeah it was not it was like not easy at all like at the beginning it was it was it was scary just standing up there I was so like looking back now like it's two years later I was like I was so young how did I even do that like standing for a 22 year old guys yeah did mm-hmm. they tell you that at the beginning like when you apply for the job did they tell you like oh you're gonna be teaching mostly 20 year old well um i applied for like the the program and um they were placed in a school and you didn't have any influence over the school or where it was it was like a mm-hmm. sort of like year abroad sort of thing um and then i got placed in a school Paris that was like a high school so I didn't have any influence of where I was going mm-hmm. so I know not really they didn't tell me at the beginning um and we had like a introductionary seminar sort of thing at the beginning and we looked at like where we were going to be placed and everything but oh, wow. in the end that was the German way the the French way of doing it it's just like yeah whatever see what happens and like in the end it didn't turn out too bad it was fun I liked I enjoyed it so it was fine 
Yeah, I mean, probably they knew it wasn't that risky as well. They wouldn't be putting you in a dangerous position kind um, of way. I remember my like tutor at the organization, I asked her and she was like, oh yeah, you're in the zone. And I was like, what's the zone? And she was like, yeah, we get a lot of difficulties from placements there. Um, it can be hard for this for like the people who work. It's dodgy, and I was like, "You're not helping right now." Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, well. Yeah. In the end, like at the school itself, like the colleagues and stuff, they were really nice, and um, so it wasn't that bad. And I was like in the worst worst area. I was in like a bad area, but not the worst slang the police so it was fine like it was a german french mutual sort of thing and mm -hmm. they have a lot more interested people in germany than they have in france so they just take on whoever so that they can give the opportunity to as many you know german french. people coming to mm -hmm. in france so yeah that's yeah. basically the way i think they put people in like weird ass areas yeah well yeah that's cool and you said that after that you went back to Germany and then moved to the Netherlands, right? Yeah. Ah, okay, that's cool. Right. So, if you would want, like, give any advice um, to anyone that either want to go abroad or teach or had this haven't have a identity, like, what would you say to them? Um. I think my main piece of advice would be to um, go for it because you never know what happens um, and you will never remember the, the bad times, not never, but you will not remember the bad times as much as the good times, the good times will always be the thing that you remember and to definitely live in the moment, to enjoy it as much as you can, to appreciate it and to, yeah. I think, yeah, live in the moment, enjoy it as much as you can, and definitely to go for it, no matter how scary it seems, because I feel like things always have a way of working it out, and if it's hard, then it will help you grow, and you'll be a more experienced, better person after that experience. Yeah, yeah. 100%, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's also like a thing that you wouldn't know how it's going to turn out until you try it like yeah it's something that no one is going to tell you specifically how it's going to go That's exactly good. you never know how it's going to happen so yeah just try it. <laughs> <laughs> um i think that's pretty much it i don't know if you want to add anything cool. else no no uh i think yeah i got what i wanted to say across that you should always go for and just see what happens and yeah. try to experience everything to its fullest yeah definitely cool so i think that's pretty much it i hope you enjoyed it i really Thank enjoyed you. it like it was really yeah, interesting to see all like to learn about all of the academic and backgrounds and all of it, it was pretty cool yeah thank Perfect. you i will let you